Light it up. Let's kick this pig. Bring it. Okay, we rolling? Yes, we are. Hi, welcome to Movie Podcast Weekly. I thought I was hosting. Damn it. (sighs) Oh, that's frustrating, huh? Episode 322. Every week we bring you, I don't remember, I don't know how all this goes. Every week we bring you at least one new release that's in theaters or streaming or I don't know. Sometimes we don't, honestly. Are we supposed to try to sound like Jay? I, I'm not. Like, here, let me try. Black belt. Jiu-jitsu. <laughs> Rapping noise. I'm a rapper. <laughs> Heart problems, heart problems, heart. Did I do it right? You did. You did it very well. We, uh, uh, so, uh, I, to everyone who's listening, we're still going. I don't, I don't know what that whole deal was with Jay last week when he, um, I've been looking at the paper to see if maybe he's got some criminal charges that have, that have come out. Um, I suspect he's on the lam. I don't know. We may never know. I think we're eventually going to know. As a lepidopterist, few things get past me. <laughs> because you're so nimble. I don't I, know how to. I don't even. I'm. I'm used to not saying anything until. I know. Now. I know. I don't even know how the intro goes. Well, <laughs> I'm. I'm even more in the dark. I'm not even entirely sure what's going on. What did he say? What was the last thing Why he said are, to you guys? You you are going to be the useless. Listen, William, the 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 useless skin, skin uh, meat filled skin bag is that position is already taken by me, dude. Well, I invited you. I invited you to join us so that you could take over the show and keep it going without any more effort on my part. And you've already failed me tonight. Well, I don't. I don't. It's a bit dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it feels, it feels accurate. What I mean is there's talk. Apparently Jason has just cut all ties to all podcasting. Apparently. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. Has, and then, hung it up. and then everyone didn't No one knew what to do. And then there are the, all the shows are kind of in some way connected or not connected. I mean, there's all of this stuff going on and I really don't understand what's happening, but for example, I thought this show was dead. In fact, that's what I was told. This show's gone. And then you're like, you guys were like, no, it's not. And so I was like, well, great. You know, yeah, that-, that that dickhead killed our show, shot it right in the face. We're like, we we're gonna keep it going, dude. Yeah, we we that actually we didn't have the wherewithal or the interest. We recorded uh, episode three twenty one. That the the end part of that episode where Jay. Uh, says goodbye says everything and then immediately upon hanging up the call andy texted me and said like um are we really not going to do this next week and i said i have no problem doing this next week and uh and so we got we told jay like hey um have a nice little break we're gonna do it and he said like okay great and then so here we are we're doing it yeah uh it's it's a it's carl's not here um, it, he'll be rejoining Carl, us. Though. Carl will be rejoining us. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna take the break offered to him by the uh, fake demise of Movie Podcast Weekly. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I know I I said on the message boards I said uh, uh, sorry that your consolation is us, but that's what it is. 
Yeah. Uh, somebody gave it. What What was our tagline? The least family friendly, family friendly show, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it now? Um, disfigured but not fatal. <laughs> so yeah it's probably not going to be as highbrow i don't know juan's happy to hear that i'm still on the airwaves right to our remaining three listeners and so did ryan and Ann, did you guys discuss anything like we want to do this now from now on like any changes or no you william you know what's going to happen jay's taken like two weeks off he's <laughs> He's going to be back. He's going to be back in three weeks. That's my prediction. Well, you have known him the longest. So the second he hears this show without him uh, for about uh-huh. a month uh-huh. uh, yeah. where we don't have a, he, um, he's not going to have the detailed show notes that he's used to. Nope. Uh, he's not going to have the list of, the list of movies that came out this week, because ninety-seven percent of those are movies that no one saw, is going to see, and ninety-five percent of those ninety-seven percent are foreign films. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I think. I think our plan is to just talk about movies that we've seen in the last week. Yep, and we'll see if we'll see. Uh, we'll we'll see if it's still fun. And if people hate it, that'll just draw Jay back, and then we can go back to doing what we like to yeah. do, which is have no responsibilities. Yeah. You know what? We um we should give out Jason's personal email address so that everyone can send him feedback about the new show. That would probably work. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> So did it's, you guys? Uh, did you guys? Movie not... podcast, it's moviepodcastweekly at gmail.com. <laughs> so, were you guys as blindsided? Did you have any suspicions that something was coming? Nope. No. No. He. Uh, I think we talked about the show. He had been texting us, and I think actually uh, he texted us like he was really coy about it. Yeah. Well, he had. We had this. Carl had mentioned to us in a text chat, hey, we should think about taking January off because there are no good movies that come out in January. Uh, that's and never then, stopped like, him before. <laughs> the next day, Jay texts us like, hey, can you guys jump on and record something really important for like 30 minutes? And we were like, sure. And then I kept saying like, what is it? Like, what are we talking about? And he was like, just, just jump on the show. And I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'll be there. But what 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 is it? And then finally, he was like, "I didn't want to do this over an email, but I will." And then he sent us an email saying that he's done, and there's nothing you can say about it or do about it. I am out. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. And then at the and, bottom of the email, a bunch of racial epithets directed, I think, mostly at Carl. Probably at Carl. Well, they weren't at me. So well, they weren't at me. I'm I'm not Irish. I am I'm not, Irish. I'm not very much Irish. I'm a little bit Irish. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's just uh, yes, yeah, so that was that was that. And so we got on the uh, yeah. we got on the airwaves. Well, he and he, prior to this too, he had told us to take a couple weeks off. Yeah. Uh, for like, because there was no movies coming out, and he was going to focus on some editing. And so I was like, sweet. I took because Geekcast Live takes five weeks after 
the the Wednesday before Christmas is our last episode of the season, then we take five weeks off. Um, we give ourselves a nice break. So two of those five weeks, I didn't have movie podcast weekly either. It was like, this is a total podcast break for me. Yeah. You have to spend myself. time with your family. Sure. Yeah. You, but what happens with me is you find yourself podcasting with them. And like my eight year old will be like, dad, who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm like, I'm telling you about this, like, you know, crime drama. He's like, you're scaring me. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I decided I I, uh, um, I joined two uh, active D and D groups that we we role play <laughs> we role play online using using Discord. So I found myself at night. It'd be like my wife would be like, "Hey, you going to bed?" I'd be like, "No, I gotta go uh, get online." And she's like, "For what?" And I'm like, "I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons now." And oh my like, gosh, I am so much cooler. Than- <laughs> she's like and and you're podcasting i was like well yeah but movie podcast weekly is like over i went i went ice climbing <laughs> yeah i'm a half orc bard <laughs> so i got that going for me <laughs> uh you know with sounds of a certain age or uh, we didn't get to play dungeons and dragons because we were told it was satanic well the satanic panic sure yeah sure the satanic panic of the 80s I, I came in just under that radar. Trust me, my mom didn't want me playing either. My uh, my stepmom, who I didn't I didn't live with, uh, but when my father married her, I was already not living at home. But she has a son who's like uh, I think he's a year or two older than me, and she has decided every single bad thing he's ever done is because of D and D. And I'm always like, I really don't think that's what it was. <laughs> Yeah, it probably isn't that. I've played a lot of Dungeons and Dragons, and none of the bad things I've done are because of Dungeons and Dragons. Wait, what did he do that was bad? Well, let's just say... Like criminal behavior? There are some fantasy characters that are in a lot of therapy because of what he did to them. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, oh. I don't know. I'm not going to tell the world this guy, my stepbrother's sins. <laughs> I don't know. She he probably wasn't well, religious enough, and she was super it, mad about it. I don't know. It did. It didn't sound like you liked him that much. I didn't live with her. I didn't know him either. <laughs> and anyway, anyway. So anyway, so each week we give you about movies, or or sometimes we don't. Yeah, is like I is don't there remember any, how we do this? That you've been watching lately. Andy, what have you been watching lately? Oh, he always comes to me last. William, makes, what have you been watching he, lately? He makes me gauge the time. What have you been watching lately, William? <laughs> this is awesome. It's going to work out, I think. Um, <laughs> I have spent the last two weeks at Sundance and Slam Dance seeing a bunch of artsy-fartsy independent films. Never heard of it. Did you, by chance, uh, at Sundance, did you get a chance to see the Zac Efron, Ted Bundy flick? I did not. Okay. Um, but I believe uh, Josh did and uh, Kagan, and they talked about it while we were recording a podcast about it. And I didn't. I thought it was a documentary, and the entire time I was so confused of how the, they were talking about it. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense like 
they were saying things that like wouldn't apply to a documentary and i like but i didn't want to say anything because i felt so stupid and then finally i was like googling it i'm like oh it's not a documentary <laughs> i think it was it was just picked up by netflix Right, which has uh, because I was just watching a documentary on Netflix, right? The, the Ted Bundy tapes. Yes, which is awesome, by the way. And I was so confused why there was like, wait, there's a, just another documentary on it at the same time at Sundance. <laughs> like, just seemed weird timing. I don't know. I was so confused. Does Zac Efron play Ted Bundy? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, I guess he's pretty enough to do that. Well, and it's a big controversy too because there's we we talked it's it's this is going to be the weirdest one of the weirdest sentences ever. Fans of Venom <laughs> are in a online spat with people who are like romanticizing Ted Bundy. Huh? I literally do not understand that sentence. I. I, it was hard for me to say it. I don't understand what any of that means. The movie Venom. Yeah, the Tom Hardy. It yeah, has, there it, are people. There are people fans. out there who like who like. Um, There's fans like, of that movie, and they they've taken Venom and the relationship between Venom and Eddie Brock, the name of the character who has to live in tandem with Venom. Um. And have like uh, they're like um, in love with him, for lack of a better uh-huh. word. And then there's people who have suddenly—it's like a whole generation of people who had no idea who Ted Bundy was—and they're seeing this Ted Bundy tapes, and then they're seeing Zac Efron as Ted Bundy, and they're saying like, "Hey, that Ted Bundy was a hot piece of ass," and. Now these Venom people are saying like he was a murderer and you're not allowed to like him and we're going to fight you on the internet. Wow. Yeah. Those are two obscure groups of people that I don't belong to. <laughs> so it's just a weird thing that's happening due to entertainment and and the fact that there's a bunch of people who don't know who Ted Bundy is. First world problems. All of a sudden, Ted Bundy's very popular. Huh. I Right. I just don't... I get that people wouldn't know the, the story or history of it very well. Totally fine. I don't see the connection to Venom fans. And why are they not... A, do, so, wait. Are they not aware he was a serial killer where people died? And so they were like, we don't see the big deal of wanting to like him? Or... I'm confused. <laughs> uh, I don't. I. I don't. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it's people. It's people who want to have sexual relations with Venom are outraged at people who want to bang real life serial killer Ted Bundy. Oh. Oh. So there's a fan base of people who fantasize about being in relations or intimate with serial killers or specifically Ted Bundy specifically there Ted is a Bundy. there is an art vice.com entitled <laughs> horny venom fan and horny Ted Bundy fans are going to war oh, this is crazy town 
<laughs> what? Why? Oh my gosh. I wonder. I wonder if. Uh, I wonder if this came state of the tonight. It was probably talked about in the State of the Union. If I, if I still know who our president is, I believe that it was most likely talked about in the State of the Union. So, let let's say so. If let's say these uh, people are, uh, let's just say mid twenties, one of some of them, in either of these groups, and their mother or father finds their comments and like account. I don't know what the heck this is. They, they, I don't know if there's a blog or some sort of website. They go into their room. They're like, I'm going to see what my kid's been, you know, doing on the dark webs. They open it up and they see what they're doing with this venom and Ted Bundy. And they think, man, I miss the good old days when Playboy was the thing I had to worry about. Right. Right. I was really hoping to find a pack of cigarettes and a Playboy. Right. What is going on? Because I don't even I don't even know how to address this. <laughs> I know that I don't, I don't even know how to <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, what would you say to your child if you had to address this in a ser- in, in, honestly, like come like Ted Bundy he would kill you, so that's not unless you do you have a death wish? I'm not sure where this fantasy's fantasy's going to go. I mean, do you approach it on that level? Or do you try to just direct them into a different direction? <laughs> right. Well, yeah, but like what, like, ah, oh, so you're into Ted Bundy. Have you, you know, here's pictures of John Wayne Gacy. Huh? But, but they're, not you know, just, what you... they're not just into Ted Bundy, right? They're not just fascinated with a serial killer, which would be way more normal. They're like, I'm fantasizing. Wait, no, I'm fascinated with serial killers. Right. That's It's not unnormal. It's totally normal to me, too. Right. But they're saying, no, no. But I'm fantasizing. I have this this wish and dream, or it's very reassuring yeah. and relaxing to be able to want to fantasize of being with him intimately. Yeah. No, see, that's where we've shifted to where let's see, where we need drugs, we need a therapist, we need some maybe some sort of like electrotherapy. <laughs> right. That's like you find that like you walk into your son's room and he's like, you know, he's really into he's he's like, no, I want to be intimate with Ten Bundy, and you're like, hey. Have you have you thought about cocaine? Is that I don't know. Right, unless that's how they got there. If they're like, well, that's how I I got here. Okay, right. Okay, never mind. I just it's just that's uh, this sudden popularity, or I don't think popularity is right word. Um, This sudden um, return to the zeitgeist for Ted Bundy has caused this weird online war against people who want to be intimate with venom so wow. or venom sexuals as they call themselves oh my goodness so to answer your question i i didn't that's not what i've been doing or watching any of that okay. that stuff <laughs> uh i actually and i hope i don't i hope this doesn't you know i as you guys may or may not know a lot of us that wanted it got press passes to these events and if things continue in a positive way, the whole network would be able to get these press passes and come into town and and do this also. So it's not as of now. Yes, not everyone was there, but I think they can be in the future on this network. But what um, about flights from Geneva to is it Salt Lake City that I'd fly into? 
Right, Andy, you don't have a lot. Well, of- you just take just take a Concord. Well, for yeah. for example, there are people flying in next year, but I don't remember who it is. Josh said somebody was flying in. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I actually enjoyed Slam Dance, and if you don't know what that is, it's you know it was it it happens in Park City at the same time, but it's a way smaller, more in, an actual independent film festivals. But it's been around for like twenty five years. But it's it's like it's more what I would think of when you think of an independent film festival. It's Sundance is huge, like, and it is a it is a beast of a festival of how that goes down. And uh, my favorite film I saw was actually in Slam Dance. It was called The Vast of Night. But that's the one thing I wanted to bring up that I was watching. Um, and it's kind of like a well on IMDb it just says set in the dawn of the space race. Over the course of one night in 1950s New Mexico, a young switchboard operator and a radio DJ uncover a strange frequency that could change their lives, their small town, and all of Earth forever. No, no, please, sorry for the wait. Number, please. Okay, I'll connect you. I'm not sure. No, you're the first one to... Yes, we'll let them know. Thank you. Number, please. Yes, we're notifying Highway Patrol. Uh, We'll relay any news to you. Thank you, thank you. Number, please. Sorry for the wait. All right, thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, goodbye. People are saying there's something in the sky. Can't you just record it? Yeah, folks, it is 7.45 p.m. and we may have something that'll need some explaining here in Santa Fe. Oh, what? There is something in the sky. We followed it from Colt Canyon. I'm 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 going by Gerald now. Please call me Gerald. I'm I'm Everett. This is Faith. We just had the power cut off at the radio station. Where is everybody? Yeah, yeah, I do have a hit from 7 to 11. We drove 80 miles an hour all the way from down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got no Well, that sounds awesome. And it was. It was awesome. It was really cool. It was a really cool movie, guys. I loved it. So I don't know where it's going to be. I'm not attached, obviously, in any way to it, but uh, look for it. And it's called The Vest of Night by Andrew Patterson. Totally worth checking out. Sundance has been uh, a long time. It's been on my bucket list. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. I've just. It's. I. Um, this is my busy season for work. So it's really hard to go tell the boss, Hey, I know that this is when you need like all hands on deck, but I'm going to go out to Utah and watch movies for a week. I know everybody's stranded on this. (laughs) Start their vehicles, but I'm going to go watch some films, but I, I, it is, it's always been something I wanted to do. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's going to work out with your schedule, but I think it's around like October if you can plan on it. If and and if you have a press pass, it is way better. Uh basically you can get into almost anything and you don't have to pay and it's pretty awesome. <laughs> October is Sundance? No, uh that's when you have to commit basically oh, to oh, oh, okay. apply for the press pass. Well, 
maybe I okay will. i'll do it next year <laughs> right right well what i've noticed is the ones that live locally are the ones statistically most likely not going to go <laughs> for <some reason. laughs> Uh, for example, there were people in our network that got press passes to go, and they didn't go once. They didn't. They, you know, I, you know well, that's not cool. You just take it for it. You know, you take it advantage. It's like it's here. You're it, you're always aware of it. You can. Oh, I can just go anytime I want. But then you never do, right? Well, should I should I apply as part of the movie podcast network or as Geekcast Live? Well, uh, I mean, we can talk about this probably later, and yeah, to, okay. to the person who knows how to do it. But you would you could either do both or whichever one we think would give you the best chance of getting the pass. It doesn't matter. It's mostly just about trying trying to get the pass and. Yeah, um, we we apply to a bunch of cons every year. I've never thought about applying for one for Sundance it's I don't know why I've never thought of that I think we should get a press pass for watching all of these we've done 300 and episode of, what are we episode are we on 322 373 right I think it's 322 damn it 50 more 50 more and I bet we can get a press pass to go see movies and slam dance I've never heard of slam dance I don't know why um yeah, like mosh pit. It's like uh, Martin Scorsese got his start there. Hey, yeah, sorry to interrupt, um, but I did not mean to say Martin Scorsese at all. Uh, what I meant to say was Steven Soderbergh, and those are two different people, uh, both great filmmakers. And uh, Steven Soderbergh got his start at Slamdance, and as I was looking that up to verify that that was even true, which I was pretty sure it was. It also says that uh, it discovered or Christopher Nolan started there. Uh, at least that's what Wikipedia is saying. So, uh, Sir Christopher Nolan, if you are listening and that is incorrect, please email the show and uh, let us know. All right, back to the show. They, they have a policy of only new generally only new directors and so it has you know where again Sundance is a huge international in the top three biggest film festivals in the world when you say independent with it it's probably a little misleading at this point that doesn't mean it's not fun or cool but it is <laughs> it is huge and it when you when you tell like people who don't know anything when I'm going to an independent film festival it usually isn't like Sundance it's usually more like in your local city. Sure. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Slamdance is more like that, but it's it, because it's next to obviously where Sundance happens in Park City. There's a it, uh, it does very well because people who don't can't get into maybe the movie they wanted to in Sundance go to Slamdance. But um, I just enjoy it. I'd enjoy I've always enjoyed it more. Maybe it's because it's the only one I can ever get into <laughs> before this year <laughs> but it, it's what i would call the more punk rock yeah independent festival but it's it's really fun everyone's really cool um it's more low-key there's not like oh, yeah. security guards like you know bullying you <laughs> or whatever uh anyway so hey, going next year cool. that was 20 minutes of one question so so far i think this is how the show goes right 
Uh, yes. Pretty much. Right. Yeah. We're on track. So I'm going to I'm going to reverse it. So since Andy says he's last, Ryan, what have you been watching? Uh I just happened to be walking down the street and I found a Hulu login and password. <laughs> what? And so I've been watching a lot of Hulu. Is that a joke? Yeah, yes. my cousin my cousin gave me the uh, oh, his, his sorry. stuff. We you're don't admit uh, to criminal you're, you're trying not to admit to podcast, podcast, right. William. Exactly. I did, didn't even cross my mind. They, so we uh, I've been listening. watching <laughs> the the second season of True. Future Man. Uh, which is it's as good as season one. I loved season one, and this is pretty good. So uh, I'm not all the way through it, but I'm four or five episodes in, and I'm happy with it. Of what? And then Say I, it again. Future, future, future man. man. Future man. Damn it, William! You've got to pay attention if you're a host. <laughs> it's, cut, it's cutting out a lot. And then we uh, we just finished uh, Jack Ryan. You do this often? Dynamic people off the street and interrogate them. You're my first one, actually. How am I doing? Shoot me. I drop this and we all die. What exactly does a State Department supply chain logistician do? They work behind the desk. They write reports. That sounds boring. Dr. Ryan, I need you to come with me. What? We have to go. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. What have you got? The individual behind these transactions could be a high-level target. His name is Suleiman. How come you're the only one that knows about this mystery man? I was just following the money, sir. They have cells in France, Yemen, Syria, and those are just the ones we know about. There's something different about his agenda. I'd like to set up a task force. Whatever he's planning, he's ready now. I can't go to Yemen. I'm an analyst. I don't interrogate people. I write reports. Get on the plane. Oh, some people got the real problem. We gotta figure out a way to get inside his head. Musa bin Suleiman is my husband. He don't know where I am. My son is with him. Is he planning something here? Paris was only the beginning. Just follow along. Watch and learn. We have to chase this down. My son, get him back. Promise me. I promise you, I'm the best chance you have. I'm just a man, I do what I can, don't put the blame on me. On Amazon. Hey, what did you think? Loved it. I really, I I was put off by, I was put off by uh, Jason and maybe Carl, but at least Jason panning it. Um, You liked it. Yeah, I liked it. It's really good. Hmm. Um, so I saw the first two episodes with my wife and we were debating whether to continue, not because we didn't like it necessarily, but we just like, we didn't know if it was going to get like stay good or also I was confused the first episode. I thought it was a different version of that, uh, Tom, Tom Cruise vehicle. 
right? <laughs> there's Jack <laughs> Ryan. And, no, no. There's Jack, like, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. I was like, this this seems more like the Harrison Ford movies. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I I've I found it to be really good. It was uh, it's. Um, I, we found it very bingeable. I think we watched two episodes a night until it was over with, uh, it was like three nights in a row. Cause I think there's only six episodes. Um, oh, okay. uh, we really liked it. It's, um, I, I mean, you could have the conversation of who's your favorite Jack Ryan. Is it Krasinski or Ford or Alec Baldwin or what is it? Ben Affleck was Jack Ryan for a while, wasn't he? Yeah, at least once. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you you just did ask the question, which one, Ryan? Well, that's true. I, I think I, I well, you grow up watching Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan. It's hard not to. It's I mean, he's a legend. But yeah. I like Krasinski's take on it. It's uh, he's just so likable, and so when he's not being like the badass Jack Ryan, and he's just um going out on dates with his with with Kathy. Uh, who is his wife in the stories and in the show? Um, it's like you want to be him anyway, and you want to hang out with him. So it's it's cool to it's it's very easy to watch him play both roles. Because if you've seen the if you've seen the thirteen hours uh, Super Soldiers of Benghazi or whatever the hell that long title is, um, thirteen hours of Benghazi. Yeah, I might have added the super soldiers part. <laughs> um, you can buy him as an action star. He's bankable as that. He looks the part. Um, so to see him as that side of Jack Ryan, it's not a stretch either. I, I really liked it. And uh, Bunk is in it from The Wire. Right. Yep. So, and he's my fa- he's he. I like him a lot in that show, and uh, I liked him a whole bunch. In Jack Ryan. Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, I'm sorry. You know, they're all really strong. I mean, Red October, Alec Baldwin's really yeah. good in that movie. He's really good. Um, uh, I think my my least memorable ones are the Ben Affleck right. ones. Yeah. Was Chris Pine a, a, a Jack Ryan? I have no idea. I would, I would have to IMDb it. And I should know... Yeah. I should know. I was in a movie and in a scene with him. So you we're, were? Chris, we're we're basically friends. We're buds. Is he is he as pretty in real life as I suspect he is? Well, at the time, so this is before Star Trek. Uh, he had done like, in fact, I didn't know who he was, and somebody was like, "This is a guy." He was like, "He's just in this big Disney movie with somebody with Catwoman." I can't Anne Hathaway. And he's like, you know, a teen hunk or something. And I was like, boring. And I didn't pay a lot of attention to him. <laughs> Chris, Chris Pine, Pine was starred in, as the Jack Shadow Ryan and Shadow Recruit. Yeah. Nailed it. So Ben Affleck was, uh, he was only Jack Ryan once. Yep. This is a good one, though. Story of his career. I liked some of all fears. He's also no longer the Batman. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wait, wait. Is, was it, he just barely made the Batman? 
Yeah. Who's the Batman now? Um, they haven't cast him yet. But the they other know thing I've been watching. Ben? Oh yeah, he's gone. He's done. Oh, that's too bad. The other thing I've been watching, and they have every episode on Amazon Prime is unsolved mysteries. Nice. And I'm talking Robert Stack. Right. With that with that creepy voice and cadence and back when like everything was grainy on TV and he like he shows up next to the Golden Gate Bridge in a trench coat in the fog and he's like talking about <laughs> alien abductions and stuff. Tonight on Unsolved Mysteries, the story of a lonely housewife in Maine who searched for love in her newspaper's personal columns. Two years ago, she went on a blind date and vanished. In Gulf Breeze, Florida, 135 people claim to have seen UFOs. They have photographs and a videotape to verify their claims. Close encounter or a hoax? We'll also examine the case of a man awaiting trial for the murder of two teenage girls. Joe Shepard has escaped. Perhaps you can help catch him. So it's it's the it's not that that has become what has become minds now of of, of of a street flasher. Yes, exactly. And it, it's not that it's not that it's not that cut rate Dennis Farina unsolved mysteries. Okay, it's the real life Robert Stack. Like episode one, like debut episode is on Amazon Prime. <laughs> So, another interesting trivia, I'm not trying to show off here, it's just random, but I, over the this last summer, produced a documentary, and the director was the main producer of that show for its entire, like, main run, and he had all these, like, crazy, weird, old, you know, stories about working on that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, really about Robert, like, about Robert Stack? Just random things, you know, and I, I was just like, he's like, you probably don't know, you know, you're too young. He's he's older than me and us by a few. And he kind of was like, yeah, you probably don't remember the show. I'm like, I've seen every episode, watched it all the time. Loved it. Yep. I remember being at my grandmother's house up in the south side of Chicago. And it was me and my brother. And I think at the time I had two of my cousins were there. And all my parents and some aunts and uncles, my grandparents were across the street at a party. And this was late at night. And we had whatever we were watching on Self Mysteries in the dark, you know. And it was about this guy who would go, he would like knock on the door and um, con his way into the home and then like abduct people. And like kidnap them and then like kill them and they couldn't find them and stuff. And I'm not kidding you. That segment ends and there's a knock on my grandparents' door. And we lost our, we just, we, we freaked out. <laughs> wouldn't answer the door. Continual knocking. Wouldn't answer the door. Wouldn't answer the door. And this was before cell phones and stuff. So I couldn't like just 
car. So we just, we were already in the dark. So we just sat in the corner and like huddled up and like didn't say anything until it stopped. And then when, when I remember my dad coming over and like to check on us to see how we were doing. And when he got there, he was, he wanted to know why we wouldn't let the pizza guy in. (laughs) 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 They had ordered pizza for us. And just told the pizza guy, like he, he brought, he went over there and got paid. And then they said like, yeah, just across the street, just drop the pizza sauce for the kids. And he sat and he, Pizza guy knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and knocked and then finally came back and was like, hey, no one's answering. So dad was like, hey, no one's answering. So he grabbed the pizza and then, then my dad let himself in and was like, hey, next time there's a pizza guy knocking on the door for 15 minutes, maybe you should let him in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which of course we would when we leave when we leave the kids home now we tell them lock the door don't let anybody in yeah lock the door game. let no one in if you don't know them by their first middle and last name yeah they don't get to come in the house that's right tell them just to no. leave the pizza on the front door <laughs> yeah cute so another random fun fact about unsolved mysteries which i only know this from watching it as a fan of the show at the time i remember seeing this in high school you know the star, the male star in Sahara and Fool's Gold, Matthew something. You know who I'm talking McConaughey. about? Sure. <laughs> His very first acting role ever. Nailed it. Ever. Was in Unsolved Mysteries as one of those reenactments. One so, of the reenactments? Yeah. That's his very first thing he ever did. Really? And, yeah. And so I had known who he was because I had seen it after. I didn't see it when it first aired, Unsolved Mysteries. So I knew who he was. And I was like, is that Matthew? Like, what? Is that really him? <laughs> I remember... Like totally surprised because I thought it was beneath him to do such a. Weird now he's an now he's an Oscar winner, right? For his acting. <laughs> oh my gosh, he played Larry Dickens. Ooh, did you just verify unsolved. my? Yeah, in Unsolved Mysteries. I was worried he might have done some small thing before. Yeah. Nope. 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 That shows his first uh, 1992. Doesn't he have a brother named Rooster? <laughs> I don't, know. I don't know. I thought I'd heard that somewhere. He might, so anyway, he that's what, I, that's what might, I've been might, watching. Might. I've been watching a lot of Unsolved Mysteries. And <laughs> it's only because I we had finished Jack Ryan and we were going to watch Bosch, which I love. But it was like, it wasn't doing it for my wife. So I was like, well, let's see what else is on. And I was like, oh, season one, episode one, Unsolved Mysteries. Bang. <laughs> We'll because we spend our time well. <laughs> hey, yeah. I just thought of something. Do are they updated at all? Like at the end, do they go this one like with a stamp? You know those red stamps, like like a case file stamp solved in two thousand. Yeah, update solved in two thousand eight. That'd be awesome. They should. That would be cool. <laughs> like I, you, I don't. Do you guys ever watch Antique Road Show? That, that, you know. Absolutely. Okay. Well, you know, it's a PBS. You know, been around forever. But the cool, you know, they don't make changes very often. But one of their big changes, like huge, probably massive news. All the old people probably lost their minds. Talked about it for years. Is they would do these things where they would, whenever they re-air old episodes, they do an update where, if it's made more money, like if no, if it's worth more money now, so they'll do the segment as what well, as it is 
no, as it was at the time, let's say, oh, this thing's worth $2,000. And then it will like go update. And then it was like, if it's more, it goes, doo -doo 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 -doo. and then if it's less, it goes, <laughs> it goes, bah, bah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Sucks for you, artifact. You're worth less. We need to get that. We need to get that sound effect for for any time I say. Antique Roadshow. <laughs> Antique Roadshow is one of my fit. Was I don't know why, but my parents went through this weird phase where that's all they watched. It's like when the, the like maybe yeah that's parents do the funny stuff like that or or the only video game they'll play is Tetris for like six years You're like that's that's it there are other games no there's not I've I've uh my parents have had Netflix now for I don't know six years and it's it's on their TV I've showed them how to use it how to access it uh. I go to work the other day and my dad says, hey, you ever heard of Netflix? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I pay for it. That's why you have it. And and he was like, there's a show called Blue Blood, or called Bird Box. You ever, you ever heard of it? And I was like, okay. Okay, man. Dad, are you having a stroke? Yeah. Jesus. Well, it's funny how that's yeah, all, that's always true. Yeah, I'm gonna put you in a home, right? It's true in reverse too. So, like, even and with best friends, if you know, like, if you recommend something like a hundred times, they'll never, they don't watch it. They don't. They're like, yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, Aunt Shirley or the hairdresser, you know, Ted is like, you know, Ted finally watches yeah, the wire. Ted told me about this show. It's pretty good. I'm like, I've told you about that every week for six years. <laughs> yeah. Is well, that the show you've been talking about? I hate you. The, the problem now is that my parents, they've moved on from Antiques Roadshow or Antique, yeah, Antique Roadshow. Now all they watch is Blue Bloods <laughs> with Tom Selleck and Monkey Man Donnie Wahlberg. What? And... That's all they watch is Blue Bloods. And dad'll be like, oh, great episode of Blue Bloods last night. I'm like, I couldn't. I Mark's couldn't low rent brother Don. I couldn't care less. See, he's a monkey person. Seen. Bring him in. Answer me! Hey, knock it off! We're signing on here. I came to you people for help and nothing happened. Say a prayer. You okay? I don't know. I don't have a choice. Call 911! Wait, wait. Set up. Stop nothing. Blue Blood Season 5 Marathon, September 17th, starting at 1110 Central. Ion Television, positively entertaining. Ah! <laughs> uh, 
Blue Bloods. That's all they watch now is Blue Bloods. And they'll watch like my favorite episode. Hey, I, I know you don't care, but last night my favorite episode of Blue Bloods was on. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, there's like – there's award-winning, groundbreaking television. We're like in this weird, gilded age of awesome television. And yeah. you're watching <sighs> – we have more. We have more five star content now than we would ever have time to watch. There's too much to watch. It's why yeah. there's there's shows I haven't seen because there's just I have to prior. I can't like something has to be cold for me to. I can't watch it all. And you're yeah. spending your time watching. Like, hey, I'll get a phone call on a Saturday. Uh, TBS Blue Bloods Marathon. If you're not doing it today, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't know what this show was. Yeah, it's a CBS show. It's on nine seasons, and apparently it's on Netflix, right? That's where they're watching it. Is that what's going on? Or are they watching it on primetime? I think they watch it I, both. <laughs> both? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'd rather I'd rather boil water. <laughs> so, anyway, that's... Uh, that's uh, I, Andy, what have you been watching? I have watched. Uh, I watched The Lobster after like uh, we it. talked about it. In oh, you did like it, yeah. Episode three twenty one. I did. I quite liked it. Um, my one complaint was I, I I wanted to see somebody get turned into their animal. <laughs> the actual turning. It's like the yeah. actual event. Yeah. I was led to believe at some point I would see Colin Farrell with lobster claws. But odd as crap film. Uh, I, I can't decide if it's one of the most enjoyable for seeing, or just like one of the most brain rotting film of all time. It's uh, leaning towards the the former. It's it would be romantic if it wasn't so sad. Yeah. Uh, anyway. If you wanted to try, if you wanted to try your hand at an indie film um, that you could talk about with your buddies and lord over them with your movie prowess, you should see The Lobster. Um, the other one that I saw that I wanted to talk about, I watched um, Fire. Uh, yeah. See, what do they call it on Netflix? It's the Netflix one. Fire the greatest party that never happened. All these models, like in the Bahamas, the most insane festival the world has ever seen. Island getaway turned disaster. It became very barbaric. Right now, we are the fucking laughing stock of everything. Just wait until you see what you're getting yourselves into. American rapper Ja Rule is in the Bahamas with his business partner. Billy McFarlane is an amazing entrepreneur. He can convince anyone of pretty much anything. They just bought an island. Pablo Escobar's island. Oh my gosh. We're gonna throw a festival, yeah. Within 48 hours, they sold out. These guys are either completely full of shit or they're the smartest guys in the room. We were working around the clock, no sleep. Billy's like, bring more workers. We need more workers. Every single day, guys, more tense. He just would not take no for an answer. And he just kept pulling money in somehow. 
Desperate people do desperate things. He was lying to investors and making it seem like we were making a ton of money when we weren't. I mean, that's fraud. We need to get the messaging out now that this is not a luxury music festival. Oh my God. There's mattresses all over the place getting soaked. The save yourself mode kicked in. All right, it's a free for all. It became this looting mentality. There's an angry mob, they're pissed off and they want their money. Powerful models built this festival. And then one picture of cheese on toast ripped down the festival. They just couldn't physically fit that many people on the island. The event's co-founder is facing up to 20 years in prison. Oh, if you had thousands of dollars to go on a trip to see Blink-182, that's on you. That is Darwinism at its finest. <laughs> The biggest event in a decade, I promise you. I'll be there. You know, I heard about the festival as, you know, it was kind of blowing up and I sort of chuckled. I have, I have, uh, it was, it was such a fun documentary to watch. <laughs> And then you feel really bad for about for about a hundred people. You feel really bad for the islanders that that got ripped off. You feel terrible. I feel I feel I only felt terrible for the uh, for the islanders. Yeah, yeah, only. Them. I didn't feel terrible for anyone else. Not the people no. that went. Not the people who threw it. No, none of them. No. Yeah. I uh, boy, what a crook. Yeah. What a crook. Um, now there's there's another um there's another one on Hulu. Yes. Hulu did one as well. Supposedly, okay, so the one that we watched on Netflix, I haven't seen the Hulu one either. It was produced by uh was it F Jerry, the the F word Jerry. I don't uh -huh. know why they don't know why they called themselves that, but that's what they called themselves. Yeah, I don't understand that. Um, it was so those people helped put on. They they played a role in Firefest. Uh -huh. They were the they were the marketing team. Yeah, they produced that uh, that documentary. I hope it made them some of their money. Well, the Hulu one doesn't show them in a very favorable light. Really? So what I've heard is like the the Netflix one is more entertaining. And it's more, uh, it's faster paced. The Hulu one, though, tells a, a truer story because it wasn't produced by some of the guys who played a part in the culpability part of Firefest. Well, let's watch it this week. I can do that. Let's return and report next week. Do you guys remember seeing the, when, when Firefest, when the video came out? On social media or anything? No, I don't. I'm, I'm too old for that crap. I only oh. heard about it as it was blowing up. I remember seeing the like the video that they shot on Facebook. Hmm. Hmm. And then I William, did you ever watch? Did you see that when it was coming out? No, I sorry. I've been trying to figure out what you're talking about, and I thought I was going to catch up before anyone asked me a question. 
Oh. I typed in fire, <laughs> and of course that didn't help. So fire movie, and then it came fire up with, with a, a, a 1996 S-Y-R. movie from India on IMDb. No. <laughs> F Y R. It was an it was a music festival that was planned uh, on an island in the Bahamas. And it was, I mean, I think it's fair to say it was a, it was a, it was a really well, it it was, uh, in its theory, it was a good idea. Yes. Um, they the should, execution they, of this thing, the, the execution was horrible. was so bad. It, it, it actually kind of, it kind of, you know, there, there were a lot of really people involved in, and really there's guys that were predominantly responsible for it just failing and it shouldn't have failed and it did and it failed just catastrophically um and it it made the news the 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 attendees for the fire festival were shelling out I don't know. I mean, sure, sure, sure. Some of them got on there for 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 relatively cheap, but like, I think weren't tickets going for several thousand dollars? Yeah, there was eight thousand dollar tickets. Yeah, eight thousand dollar tickets up to. I mean, I think somebody was paying like eight hundred thousand dollars to this fire to this festival and stay in a beachside villa or something like that. Yep. Uh, and it just it just melted down. And so you had all of these rich brats <laughs> stuck on this island in the middle of the Bahamas. They can't get off the island. <laughs> no running water. No toilets. No toilets. No food. And this is, was this a documentary? Is someone filming this? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a documentary. And, about there's, it. and there's two different documentaries. You said there's something yes. on Hulu and something on Netflix. Yeah. So yep. you need to watch. So we're going to talk. We're, we're Netflix one tonight. Okay. Uh, William, I want you to watch the Netflix and the Hulu one by next week. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then we'll talk about the Hulu one next week. The tagline, at least I think for the Netflix one, says the greatest party that never happened. It's a pretty good yep. tagline. Yep. They had yep. such a chance to... I think, like you said, if they would have taken and said, like, we're going to do it but we were going to do it right. So rather than try to plan a music festival in the Bahamas from scratch in six weeks, we're going to do it in, in 18 months. Yeah. It had been a huge success. Yeah. Huge. And it's a music. So was it supposed to be a music festival? Yeah, yeah it was, it was started by, uh, ja this, Rule. it was Ja Rule and this, Huckster from New York. And the original concept came from their company, Fire, which was like, uh, it was a to book talent. So, you know, you're having a quinceanera and you want uh, Drake to be there. Uh, You can get on the Fire app and you can contact Drake's people. And if they want to do it, they would send you the amount. You could send the money to them, and then Drake would show up at your daughter's quinceanera. Huh? And they they spun that immediately into let's just have a. They bought an island in the Bahamas, which 
spoiler alert, they never actually bought. Nope. And then uh, said like, hey, we're going to have a music festival here on this island. And we're going to do it in six weeks. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well. Yeah, like like clearly this guy or planned a wedding. (laughs) Correct. (laughs) Hmm. Uh, watch those this week. I don't even want to say anymore because they're so fantastic. It is fantastic. Um, it's Schadenfreude. Yeah, it's- Fire, Fire, uh, the net Fire is is just awesome. Well, um, do you guys like that part? Do you guys like uh, on the show um, like a segment like homework or until next time, this is what we're going to do and report back on and just kind of make it official? Do you guys like doing that? Well, I'm the only one that does it. Well, I'm uh, okay. Well, I'm asking like, is it something that we should do? Like, make it. You know, I think people like segments. They look forward to it. They expect sure. it. Okay. What do you want to call it? Until next time. Until next time. Yeah. Until next time. Great. Okay. We shall talk again about. The- about- Until next time. <clears throat> okay. Cool. And should we? Okay. It should it just be like a unif? I'm not trying to end the show. I'm just. <laughs> just- <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we'll see. You. I just was curious. You know, I I don't know. I like. I think. I think it's a great idea. Okay. Cool. Until next time, people. Uh, send your until next times to moviepodcastweekly at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Let's move on to um, what's new feature reviews. That we watched our feature reviews. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it out to the theater. Did you make it out? Theater, right? I didn't make it to the theater because William, did you was, make it to there the- was brand new movies on Netflix. Oh, useless bags of turds. All right. No, I did not make it uh, to a normal see. theater. So Ryan and I watched uh, two new things on the Netflix. We watched a movie called Polar and we watched uh, a documentary called Abducted in Plain Sight. Which one do you want to talk about first, right? Polar. I like it here. It makes me peaceful. Me too. You're not from around here, are you? No. I'm retired. What was your job? I was in the funeral business. As you know, we manage the investments of our employees. If a former agent dies after retirement, their $8 million goes back to the company. This is a bad idea. Where the hell is he? Somebody set me up over here. You better pray you have nothing to do with it. You tried to kill the black Kaiser and kidnap his cute little neighbor. We should pay him so we don't have to look over our shoulder for the rest of our lives. You'll need all of it. Try not to be scared. You make mistakes when you're afraid. 
thought you stopped smoking. Figured it wouldn't kill me. Mads Mickelson. Mads Mickelson. That sounds made yeah. up. It does sound made up. <laughs> uh, it's based off of a webcomic uh, starring Mads Mickelson as Black Kaiser, a retiring yep. hitman. Yep. Um, and uh, Johnny Knoxville. In a great scene. Um, <laughs> this movie is the grown-up John Wick we didn't know we wanted. Yep. It is brutal. It is bloody. Yep. Uh, it is not for children in the nope. slightest. Um, no. But it's it's cool. It's sexy. It's violent. Um, it it will be in my discussion for B Modi at the end of the year. I think. Yeah. I think mine for mine uh, too. I know it'll be in my top ten. It, uh, um, how do I? How do we reconcile feel about polar with the, with the fact that it only has twenty one percent on Rotten Tomatoes? Is that all it has? Is that what? It, is that from the? That's its overall score is twenty one. Yeah. And it's uh it's six point three on IMDb, so that's a lot better. Yeah. So uh, so on on Wikipedia it says. Uh, 21% critical consensus and action thriller starring Mads Mikkelsen as world's most dangerous assassin should be terrifically entertaining. The polar proves it's possible to ruin anything if you try. Then it goes on and it says, and yet home audiences have given it a 91% approval rating. So. I don't, I don't know how to reconcile that. I guess, I guess all the, just take the cinema. So, so it doesn't I, make sense to me. That yeah, I don't know. It was really fun. Way. I I loved it. I thought it was great. I um, it's got kind of a weird, uh, Sin City yellow bastard. Yeah, a little villain. bit. Um, like it's all anti-hero. Oh yeah, uh, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character isn't a good guy. No. Um, but then at the end, it's got a real cool, like, uh, uh, like the professional feel to it. Yeah. Which I thought was neat. And it, they definitely, I mean, if it's being that well received by home viewers, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of left open ended for more. Can I ask a, uh, like a 
legitimate question. Do you think that because it's Netflix put this movie out that there is a, um, there's a bias that, um, that, that, that movie critics, uh, have about uh, against yes. it. Yes. I think mainstream Hollywood hates Netflix. Hmm. I think in 20 years, if someone was to say, do you think, um, that ne- that something came out on Netflix was hurting it. I don't think that phrase will exist in 20 years because Netflix is basically on its way of being a full-blown major studio. It's a movie studio, right? Oh yeah, and it's bigger than most movie studios. Look at the look at the they're putting. In. Right, and they, they're not they're not they're not garnering the same accolades as, um, you know your your Weinstein. Company needs just yet um but but give them time i mean I, I, almost all of our almost all of our major actors a-list actors have been involved in the netflix project right they they now have they now have credibility they're doing they're, they're just just the amount of content they're producing uh is is unmatched yeah, when someone says Netflix is doing this new show, I'm generally interested just by yeah. that sentence. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Anyway, well, so I know I'm the one who hasn't seen it. Uh, it was already in my queue, but now it's going to move up a little bit. But I'm curious if the statement was, I loved the first John Wick. I loved it. And I also, I I worship or I, you know, I'll buy every version of The Professional <laughs> or Leon. Um, is this like, yeah, add this to it's pretty much the same kind of thing. Um or yeah. or is it that no no this is like it's like that but takes it to a different level or it's a whole different it's that mixed with a different genre or like, I was just curious like is it a different kind of thing or is it just kind of like yeah here's a companion to all those. It's I I mm, I could answer I could tell you that uh you know when you go to like uh if you go to like a like wherever you buy your DVDs and Blu-rays, right. every once in a while you'll see like three movies in one, oh, right. and all the and all the movies are like the same. Like it'd be like Groundhog Day, <laughs> Ghostbusters, and uh, The Great Outdoors, or, and you'd be like, those all make sense to be together in one pack, right? It wouldn't surprise me if you saw John Wick, John Wick Two, Polar. In one pack, yeah, they're similar enough in, and I think because John Wick and Mad Mickelson's character are similar, um, it's just it seems like it's um, it's like it's so over the top. I, it's so over the top. You can like, like the tone is the tone is slightly different. Yeah, because it's so over the top. Okay. Um, it, it, almost, almost to the point that there are there are moments where it's comedic, right? Yes. Right, like um, they're playing up act, action tropes. Yeah. of movies like. Yeah, and you, and you know, you, you. I mean, the first the first scene with Johnny Knoxville, you you realize, or you, you get a you get a very good sense of the tone of the film. Right. It's just, it's, it's these, 
it's caricatures of different evil villains that are <laughs> yep. going after Mads Mikkel. From bad haircuts to yeah, uh, like uh, it's, <laughs> to Richard yeah, it's, Dreyfus. It's, <laughs> to Richard, to suddenly Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for no, for, for no. You're like, wait, wait that's, was, that's, was that's, walking by the film one day. And it was like, and he's like, like, oh hey, can you read some lines for us, dude? <laughs> like, what are they filming in here? <laughs> it made no sense. It no, made no sense at I all. actually stopped it and I looked at because I did my, too. My I wife, did did, too. my wife didn't like Polar. She thought it was stupid. <laughs> And he's like, I don't, I just don't understand what you see in films like this. This is garbage. And I was like, I paused it. I was like, is that, is that Richard Dreyfus? I did too. I had to go, I had to go onto, Wik, I had to go onto Wikipedia just to look to see is Richard Dreyfus. There's, there is zero reason for Richard Dreyfus to be in that movie. None. He had to have honestly been – he was just on the lot and he was in a Hawaiian T-shirt. And so they said like, Mr. Dreyfus, sir, do you have five minutes? And he said like – He's like, yes, yes my next tour isn't for five – for five, ten minutes. So yeah, hurry. Yes, yeah. That's exactly what it was like. And he was like, wow, what are my lines? And they said just whatever. And he was like, all right. And then they – that was it. He did it in one take and then he was off. He didn't get paid. What's yeah, my motivation? I you I own a karaoke bar. It. Go. <laughs> yeah. Is that that's what I did? I, I actually said to myself, I paused it and I, I looked at my wife, who doesn't know who Richard Dreyfus is, and I said, <laughs> Is that Richard Dreyfus? And she said, I don't know. Could you unpause it so we could finish the film? And I was like, ah, Sure. I, I think that's Richard Dreyfus, and then it was, then it was Richard like, Dreyfus. Yeah, that's Richard Dreyfus, huh. son of a gun. It uh, was weird, man. That was weird. Okay, add that on your list of things to talk about next, <laughs> William. Yeah. Until next week, William. Until next week. Uh, no, I gave uh, Polar will be Polar will be in my top ten list at the end of the year. Uh, I'm not going to give it a ten. I'm going to give it an eight and a half, though. Oh, I was going to say eight. You still can. <laughs> I'm going to. Just no. makes me, it just makes me look like like a cow towing. Right. And butterfly back. chaser. Let's, let's start this new policy where if someone says it first, you have to choose something else. All right. So what- I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it. I'll give it halfway between eight and a nine. <laughs> I'm just technic- joking. I'm joking anyway. That's no big that's weird. technically you technically uh, played along. It, I played all the rules. Right. Yeah, this isn't this is this isn't this isn't a ma- masterpiece by any stretch. But no. damn it, it's fun. It is fun. It is. It is. It is but it's not for kids. This is this is on the level of. Like, if you walk in and see your child, it's it'd be like walking and watching your child watch uh, Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, if your yeah if your kid walks into the room, you have to throw something through the TV. 
Yeah. Because right. you don't you don't want your kid to see. Yeah. Uh-uh. Now is that is that you know now I don't know uh, warning for people Some who are actually considering maybe showing it to their kids or no no just, I wouldn't think anybody because no because I could see how Deadpool if you right grew up in you know in the bush might not look a, a new superhero movie let's bring little Billy uh, there was there was and this looks kids. this looks a little bit like. There was oh, little oh. kids at my Deadpool showing. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> but do you think they were there because they didn't know, or because they their parents? I think, they're bad parents. I think the 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 two soccer moms who took the kids to go see the new superhero movie had no idea. And while we were standing in line to go in, I said, "Like, hey, ma'am, are you going to see Deadpool with these, like?" Elementary with these elementary school kids, and they were like, they love their superhero movies. And I was like, ah, well, you may want to know what you're getting ready to see. And uh, they were like, oh, come on. And I was like, okay, cool. I don't care. Yeah, I, I'm not raising deed. a killer. Go ahead. Yeah, I did, I did my good deed, ma'am. Wow, that's crazy. That's that that yeah. really happened. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So ever since then, we've we've just we've just emphasized films that might might appeal to the younger younger audiences on their face that they shouldn't take them to them. Right. Yeah. We should also include, uh, you know, the fan sites for Venom and <laughs> yeah, Bundy don't go there either. Are not for the younger. It's for broken mm-hmm. older people. <laughs> yep. Yeah. A- another show on Netflix you shouldn't watch with your kids is Abducted in Plain Sight. Yep. Mr. Bershold had such an effervescent, wonderful personality. We became very good friends. He was so engaged with the kids, too. I mean, he really was fun. and He could give me a great feeling about myself. I was attracted to him. Jan Broberg and Robert Burstold had an unnatural relationship. I loved him as deeply as I've ever loved anyone. My brother was always a sexual pervert. He always did like his little girls. Burstold said, I want to take Jan out horseback riding. When she didn't come home, I was a little nervous. It was a nationwide search. Jan went with me voluntarily. They bring in aliens and mind washing. The mission was that I was to have a child that would save the alien planet by the time I turned 16. The Brobergs say the attacks still continue. If you're laying a trap for me, I'll kill you. His number one goal was to seduce Jan Broberg. And if he had to destroy the family, he would do it. There'll never be anybody for me but Jan. Never. Which is a fun little documentary. Oh, it's so brilliant! So this takes kidnapping. Yeah. So this, so this for for people who are from the Intermountain West, this is about a uh, a family in Pocatello, Idaho, 
back in the early 70s. Yeah, I'd, I think so. Um, early to mid 70s. Uh, very, uh, very religious family, part of the uh, main religion in the area, you could say. And um, in a, living in a small community that really valued neighborhood collegiality. Oh boy. It's right. Um, I, I want, I, I want to tell you, William, about all the things that happen in this documentary, (sighs) but I, I can't because if you are, if you are going to watch it, you have to go in blind. Yeah, you really do. Because you will be gobsmacked. Yeah. By the things that happen to this family yep. because of this family. Yep. Um really two of two two very very nice parents who were yep. just so like incredibly naive. And naive is happening. And inept. Yes. And yeah, it ended it ended it obviously a different time. Um, the world was was a quite a different place then, but uh, yeah, I mean, this and you just go. Oh, uh, how oh. many times stop it and say what? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, the, the, uh, here's what's here's what's so uh, just from an anthropologic standpoint what what is so fascinating about this film is the candor uh that uh that that the parents have uh in participating with this film i mean the stuff that they talk about happening and admit to doing uh, are it's so real and so mind-blowing um it's 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 truly it's truly fascinating um i i I didn't mean to be super coy about it that um it it has nothing to do with um the lds church the mormon church um other than the 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 parents and the um uh and 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 our arch our, our villain are all members of the Mormon church. And, and, yeah, and has, so there's it that nothing, it has nothing to do with their religion. They, yeah, they were Catholic. It's, yeah. Catholic. It's, 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 it it's any, it's any religion. Um, right. it's, 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 it, it, I only bring that up just to say, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's typical of the blind trust that, um, parishioners seem to have with our members of, of any faith. Yeah. So, right. Um, but, uh, you know, a lot of scenes from, uh, Southeastern Idaho, Salt Lake, et cetera. Uh, and I mean, and we're, we're all dad, right? We, yep. we all, we all now, William, do you have, uh, do you have a daughter? Yes. My oldest is a teenager. <laughs> okay. Um, 
watching this through the lens as a father, there are some scenes in this where without hesitation, you know what you would do. Yeah. And like literally without even thinking about it, like I know the correct answer. The only answer I would give in this scenario is that. And when you hear instead the action and the answer that was given, you don't know, like, I, 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 I had, I like, I stood up and like, got, I like, I had to, I had to get another drink and like, like, surely this is a, like a farce, you know, like yeah. I was almost waiting to find out that it was like a Rob Reiner mockumentary. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's because just there's no way that happened, but it's true. It's it's it, it's all there, and it's yeah. it's so weird. And it it might be the the oddest, most disturbing stories you've ever heard. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm just. Just crazy. And I'm super excited to watch this. It also was already in my queue, but my queue is just full of so much stuff. I don't know what to do usually when I watch it. It's, I, right. But um, you mentioned that, uh, I don't know if we were recording or not, but Andy said, oh, she, you know, there's a local actress, you know, or uh-huh. someone who works in the film industry. You might know her. And I didn't recognize the name, but I looked it up. And yes, I have worked on a movie that she was in. Uh, whoever this is, but I, since I don't know the documentary story, I don't know what her, I don't know if she's a parent or if she's a, a kid in this story, but I'm like crazy freaking it's, out right now. If I've talked to not, this person, it's not, it's not, it's not a secret. No, but it, I don't know who she's, it is. No, but I'm saying she's, she's the girl. Okay. Right. Okay. So she's uh, the little girl in the story, which again, I don't, I don't know what yeah. happens to her, but I've worked with her. I don't yes, know do. her. She's abducted in plain sight. <laughs> Good one. That's right. All right. I, I got that much. But uh, what's weird is I want to reach out to the other people I've worked with who know her probably a lot better than I do and see if there's some sort of like inside, you know, drama. I, I don't know. I don't know she shares in this in this documentary sorry it cut out pretty good again you don't know how what i said i don't know i don't know there could be anything side that's not covered within this documentary okay i mean it's it's all there yep warts and all what did you work on with her uh baptist at your barbecue that director is basically The first person, Christian Vuisa from Austria, was uh, my first real film job was for a movie that he hired me on to to uh, do props for. So anyway, uh, it's just really weird. You know, well, there's a lot of people that work on movies that you see once and never yeah. see again. You don't know their life story or their childhood abduction stories, as we all have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, hers is one for the books. So that's crazy. It's, uh, yeah. With, with the connection you have, uh, this might need to be top of the queue so you can, 
hear the story. It's 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 wild, man. I'm excited. Looks like I have more homework than anybody else so far. So <laughs> yeah, that's the well, four yeah. shows now you gotta watch. Welcome, William Rowan Jr. Get a, yeah. Also, start, start uh, can watching. you produce and edit this podcast? Make sure it gets out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We're, we're going to have to figure out a different, I think, recording format or fix it. Cause yeah, I don't I, know. Well, if Craig would have worked, I think we would have been fine. Damn it, Craig. Yeah. So, um, what is it? Were those the two main, uh, things you guys, that's, it. So we that's all, that's about. all we have. Well, I have one last thing that was just entertainment news. I don't know what the segment should be called. But I guess some announcements. You guys might know this already, but the fifth Indiana Jones is scheduled to come out. Um, I think it's like when uh, two thousand twenty-one. Sweet. So he'll be what? Right, so he can break my heart. Right, and it says you know this is Steven Spielberg again, and the script is being written by Jonathan Kasdan, who wrote Solo, a Star Wars story. Right now, it says though it says assuming there are no other delays, Spielberg because it's been delayed at least once. Spielberg will make this film after he finishes West Side Story, which I didn't know he was doing. Um, question I have is unless you guys for some reason think the fourth one, the Crystal Skull, is a masterpiece, which I would <sighs> just gonna assume no that you guys don't think it's a masterpiece. You're a a teacher. Part-time. Is it possible that it could be worse than Crystal Skull? <laughs> because it seems unfathomable to I'm, me that I'm it could. Afraid, I'm afraid to set the bar. I'm, I'm afraid to try to set a bar because I, I, I think it can always be... I, I think it can always be lowered. Really? Yes. That's like the worst thought right now to me. I... I think of, uh, well, I, yeah, I, I think I, it could be worse. Yeah, I think it could be worse. Both of you? I mean, yeah. No, hold on. I think what you're hearing is that we don't think Crystal Skull is bad. No. I just don't see <laughs> how it can get worse. <laughs> well, I, you know. I, no, I think Crystal Skull was terrible. Correct. I, I just think that they. I could, think it uh, could be worse. Yeah. Okay. So, is, how is about how about just an example? Like what? Bring back uh, uh, short round. Taken two. <laughs> Taken two. <laughs> Taken three. The re. Oh, how about this? So, Crystal Skull came out of nowhere. In my mind, when I first heard like that's the relic he's going after, I was just like, "What about some of the more obvious ones, like, like the Fountain of Youth or uh-huh. the Lost City of Atlantis?" Don't those seem uh, way or, better? Uh, what is it? The Spear of Destiny? Right. Yeah. Well, so you know, Crystal keep, Skull you know, nonsense. What is that? Yeah. Well, what? Okay. Well, this is a new game. What relic could he be searching for that would make it worse? <laughs> right. Okay. I like it. Um. Uh. You know what would make you know what would make it work? Sorry, make it worse if it was somehow. How crossover with Nick Cage's National Treasure. <laughs> <laughs> if 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 Indiana Jones had to work with 
whatever his name is in that movie. Yeah, I don't know. To like uh, to find like the original Liberty Bell, <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm more of a treasure protector. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> and they would just they would just glower at each other. Roll credits. <laughs> best you know somebody <laughs> make that into a meme yes nick cage stealing something from the smithsonian <laughs> and then only to be- telling him, this belongs in a museum yeah. <laughs> it was you jackass <laughs> just on a loop for like three hours <laughs> oh <laughs> yep like uh, I think no, I'm I not think, excited about that at all. I'm not. Thanks, I would thanks be, for depressing me tonight. <laughs> while I would simultaneously also tell Hollywood just to leave the property alone, I would be more excited to hear that they're just like rebooting Indiana Jones, which I thought they were at one point, and I thought Chris Pratt was going to be the new Indiana Jones. Which again, I thought they were too. Right. Which I was like, well, he is doing everything, but I think that would work actually. He could make. He would. Uh, he would make it. I would rather them go with somebody else at this. Point. Yeah, me too. Um, but I think you could do that, and it would be better than just Dustin Harrison Ford and I mean letting him right. And no offense, Spielberg has a huge, huge influence over my sure. existence, probably. Sure, but. I feel that sometimes it's time to, you know, pass the torch, pass it on. It's somebody else's turn to maybe take a look at this and come up with something a little fresh, a little new. <laughs> because Did you guys see the South Park episode? No. Uh about this? Mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> I saw the one about uh. Joseph Smith. <laughs> No, this is uh, this is an episode. This is the South Park episode is about how, how the boys watched Indiana Jones get raped by uh, Steven Spielberg and uh, George Lucas on film, and they don't know how to process it. <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> okay. Yeah. No, I don't. Off, know. I do that. Well, I, I didn't mean to. And on a downer, I guess I just <laughs> I, was excited I to hear you, your thoughts. I don't think you did. <laughs> I think they could make it. It could be worse. With that said, they would have to try, I think, to make it worse. Yeah. They could. They could just like they could throw darts at a plot board and probably make it better than Crystal Skull. So. I mean, the like they sc- could, like if they had a script that was really just like the Indiana Jones Mad Lib book. Yeah, they could probably bang out something that was as good as Crystal Skull at the at the uh, at its worst. I mean, and Temple the Temple of Doom had was made up, right? So three magical rocks from India, right, or whatever it was, five or something. But um, that's better, though. Like, just make something up that's cool instead of something that's real and obscure and lame, like a crystal skull. (laughs) 
you know, do you know how much googling I had to do to see the the mythos and the history of what a what the crap of crystal skull meant in our history? Well, yeah, layman's don't just know that. <laughs> right. But if you said the Ark of the Covenant, right, or the Holy Grail, or the Tree of Life, yeah, right, or the Lost City of Atlantis. I mean, come on. Or like you said, the Fountain of Youth. Right, Fountain of Youth, yeah. Um, those are all things that just – Indiana Jones is almost like a – you could cookie – it's it's uh, it's Indiana Jones. Yeah. You don't even have to go with Judeo-Christian things. I mean, you could go to you – could, you could look at um, Southeast Asian lore and, you know, spend some time in Angor Wat or something. I don't know. Uh, the uh, episode you need to watch is the China problem, uh, and it's uh, in the twelfth season of South Park. You can watch that on Hulu, right? I I, I have Hulu. There you go. <laughs> I found a, I found a login and password on the sidewalk, written on a piece of paper. That was nice. You know, if somebody in an official position from Hulu was listening and waiting for us to screw up with revealing our uh, immoral or unethical choices. Is it better that you found a password and are using it versus if a family member lets you use it? (laughs) I don't know. I think it's more moral, but less ethical. Okay. All right. (laughs) I see the way you think on this. So. Oh, but don't goodness. ever but but uh try to live your life in a way that you don't come to me with moral or ethics problems because yeah right i'm like i'm as i'm as consistent as a magic eight ball mm-hmm. when it comes to that does will it so. hurt will it hurt yourself or others in any serious permanent way no I, then you know what you got to figure it out on your own buddy <laughs> do do as you see fit <laughs> right <laughs> Does it uh, does it uh, pertain to me in any way? No. <laughs> well then, friend, I really don't have. <laughs> well, all right, we did opening it. Opening this week, we've got a few films: Lego Movie Two, What Men Want, Cold Pursuit, Prodigy. When does Triple Frontier come out? Triple Frontier? I don't know. I mean, On Netflix. Oh, I don't know. It's got to be coming out soon. But those are, those are movies that we may or may not talk about next time. Yep. Yep. But we will You'll talk... You'll have to tune in to see. <laughs> right. But we will talk about... Abducted in plain sight, right? Polar. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. And two fire fest fire. documentaries. Yeah. All right. William, William, do you have any plugs for the audience? Plugs? Yes, just just the one. I have a podcast called Movie Moments Podcast, and if you didn't know that, I'd be surprised if you're listening to this regularly because probably came up before. But you should check it out. All you have to do, now listen closely, is in your search 
right bar of whatever it is you have just type movie moments podcast it will come up and you just listen to it any way you want and that would be a great help to me hmm. <laughs> did i sell it I'm yeah not gonna do it. i'm sold i love your podcast right and see ryan has a lost episode because early on i thought it was a brilliant idea because i'm like i don't know if i'll ever be able to get to talk to these people again so i'll record two episodes with them but then i'm like but i'm gonna wait like 20 episodes in before i you know post their second interview but then it just like was just the worst idea ever so like with andy i just recorded one because i realized yeah I, you didn't ask i know because it was i was just i was biting off more than i could chew that but, was double the work right so ryan has a lost it's not lost it's just down the queue it's gonna come out soon though after 20 i'm at 14 so look forward to right let's see what would we do we did uh we did uh lord of Great. the rings no, no, that came out uh real big, oh, no. uh, big fish big fish yes and something the- magical happened in that episode yeah i'll just say that might be magical i don't know yeah. so <laughs> just hold on to your horses <laughs> i can't wait okay cool andy how about you do you got any plugs no no, I didn't think you did. No, I've uh, been more, I've been website in the last uh, week than I ever have been. You what? I've been more active on our in the last oh. week than I ever have been. That is true. People can learn my real last. Andy, like, are you are you taking salt? are you crying or taking? It's German for butterfly. Andy, it keeps cutting out to the point where we don't, we don't know what you... I don't know what you said at all. Like My last name is German for butterfly. But why why have you been more active? Is that... Were you joking or is that real? No, it's true. What's going on? I don't... I'm not caught up with why Andy's being more active and why people might know your last name. Is that a joke? Because um, I posted comments on our last episode. Did you? Yes. This is exciting, right? I guess. I, I yeah, know. I think it is. And so are you saying you're going to be able to talk more about yourself in a more personal way or no? No. Oh, well then what the hell are we talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay. So it's super exciting though. <laughs> oh, this has been good radio. I think so. Do we have the do we have the wrap up music? I don't know. We do. Okay. Hey, do one of you guys want to ask me if I have any plugs? Yes, hey, Ryan, Ryan. Do you have any plugs? Plug I, that, plug your plugs. I do. I do. Um Episode two of the Geekcast Live podcast comes out uh coming Saturday. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. Most likely it'll be an hour and a half dissecting a thirty second Avengers Endgame Super Bowl trip. So, brace yourself. Hmm. Uh, GCL.ninja, that's where you can find that show. Or on iTunes, or however you choose to listen. Now, will you, will you guys be covering your theories? I'm assuming you might have already done this. About, obviously everyone knows, I know nothing, so everything I'm saying right now is all just made up, but, right... The theory is most half of everybody's dead. They're going to obviously come back with some sort of time stuff. Sure. But 
my understanding is not everyone can come back because the only thing I do know is they can't afford or their contracts are up. I don't know who, though. How will they decide if some come back, but not all of them? It's like they weren't. How, how's that going to work, do you think? Everyone will come back. And then the people who have contracts that are expiring will die. Oh. Oh. I didn't think of that. I just thought they wouldn't come back. <laughs> I see. No, that makes more sense. Everyone, everyone will come back, and then uh, uh, Captain America, Iron Man, will die. Oh, okay. Because they're the only two whose contracts are up. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. If you want to hear, this is your fault, people. Spoiler if alert: If you guys would have been better at uh, supporting our podcast, Jason would still be here. Hey, I was trying to help promote his podcast this is the world that they'd be talking about and i was interested i haven't been able to talk to anybody about it my wife would oh, no, kill no, me. I'm, my, I'm wife, our my wife would make me sleep on the couch if i asked her this question <laughs> i was berating our listen oh i thought you were making fun of me for nerd no talk. no i'm i'm blaming our for the fact that jay's a Ah, that's rude. That's not why. You got, listeners have nothing to do with anything. Well, maybe they could have. No, just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? They reap what they sow. Because now this. Yeah. It's a free show, people. Bye. Uh, all right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> it's in the can. <laughs> Well, that went that went well, I think. <laughs>